you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen, and I am here with a new podcast. It's a grouping of a few different health recommendations and health updates that I read about in a variety of different health newsletters that I get. And I know that's a lot of healths in there, but that's how it goes. So first is how low stomach acid can negatively affect your vitamin B12 levels leading to dementia. As we age, our bodies very often will start producing less stomach acid due to a thinning of the stomach lining or others who are taking proton pump inhibitors, which reduce stomach acid directly. Either way, any of these people have a vitamin B12 deficiency due to not being able to get enough B12 from their food because you need stomach acid to break down the food and get the vitamins out of it. The National Academy of Sciences suggests that these people take at least 2.4 micrograms of B12 from fortified food or a supplement to replace the B12 from regular food that they're not getting because that form of B12 can't be absorbed because as I said, they're not breaking it down with so little stomach acid. So if this describes you, then you should start looking at the added B12 in your food. There's a lot of food items where B12 has been added in, and you can see that in the food label. Or you can go buy a B12 supplement. And there are a lot of B12 vitamins in pill or liquid form that you can choose from. Next, this is something that I found really interesting. And that's how we can get some exercise even when we're stuck sitting for long periods at a time. Two minutes every 20 minutes of light exercise can help with maintaining your blood sugar level after a meal. So some researchers on one day had 20 obese people consume a glucose laden drink and then they sat for three hours and were told not to move their legs. On a second day, which was a few days beyond that first one, it wasn't just one and then two. After they had the same drink, they were told to tap their heels and bounce their knees for two and a half minutes on and off for three hours. Turned out that their blood sugar and insulin levels were measured after each session and then they were compared and both were significantly lower when they had been fidgeting than when they had sat still. And the takeaway from this was that anytime you're stuck sitting in a car, at your desk, on a plane, or somewhere else, you should fidget. And by fidgeting, they meant bounce your knees, tap your heels, or maybe 
whatever else you can think of while you're sitting in place. So I, I really like that one because I do that anyways. The last one is kind of a reassuring one. Researchers looked at 21 studies that included 1.1 million women who were followed for six to 20 years, depending on the study. They pooled the data, looking to see if there was a clear link between breast cancer and dairy foods, which a lot of people have always said that there was, and they couldn't find one. What they found was that women who ate at least two ounces of yogurt a day had a 10% lower risk of estrogen negative breast cancer than those who didn't eat any. They also found that women who ate at least one ounce of ricotta or cottage cheese every day had a 15% lower risk of breast cancer. Now they haven't, haven't figured out why there's a lower risk, but at least we women don't have to worry about dairy products raising the risk of breast cancer. That's very reassuring. I'll stay on the lookout for more of these study results. They're really interesting and valuable as most of us don't see any of these from specific studies. And there are so many studies and results being published in journals that could definitely help us live healthier lives. And to wrap up this podcast, I wanted to talk a bit more about my coaching practice and how that can also be helpful to women, in particular, who are having trouble navigating their way through overwhelm as they try to juggle a career, along with any combination of aging parents, growing children, spouses, and or menopause. It's a hell of a ride, and I know that I was definitely overwhelmed and got lost myself in that journey. Now I work with professional women who want to reclaim themselves in their own lives. If you're shaking your head up and down, because you can identify with any or all of this, then reach out and let's talk. You can always get a hold of me at Susan at Susan Rosen, R-O-S-I-N.com and let me know that you're interested and we can have a chat. Okay, that's the end of today's podcast. And I will say as usual that I am not a doctor. This is not to be seen as medical advice. And if you are having any kind of medical issues, please go to the emergency room or go to see your doctor because they're the ones who went to school and got all those degrees. Okay, that's it for this week. I will be back next week with an interview that I taped about a week or more ago. Very interesting about diet and food. And well, you'll just have to tune in to hear all about it. See you all next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit healthytipsafter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.